This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom, righteously American. Okay, welcome Stacy on the right. It's time for another interview. This time we have the host of Unpopular Opinion. It's Benji Irby, who's my friend, and I believe he's going to be rapidly elevated to little brother status with me. I have one little brother who's not an actual biological little brother. Y'all know Demetrius Minor. Benji may be joining the family. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, we but, love that. I yes, love that. That's that my thing. Yeah, that's because I don't have any brothers. I only have a sister. So. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I have all sisters. All sisters. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you might not need another sister, but I need another brother, so it's about me. Yes, awesome. <laughs> okay, so Ebony, she won't let me go. She won't let me do anything today. So yes, my baby's here for the interview. She's also oh. a black woman. Uh- <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a racist. At least that's what they tell me. So we have a white dog. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. We're working with. So okay, Benji. First off, um. I want to just quickly just ask you, um, do you want to talk about impeachment or the impeachment um, hearings and inquiry that's going on right now or um, what? I haven't watched any of this garbage. So, I mean, sure. Why not? Have I watched it? No, I've not watched one moment of it. I I can probably say that. I haven't watched it that much. I've just been watching the clips. But um, I think one of the things that has been most interesting to me is that we can go forward with something like this based on absolutely no malfeasance or wrongdoing. Yeah, I just think the fact that we can go forward on this knowing good and well, we all know how this movie is going to end. He's not going to be removed. We know that. So, like, why are we doing this? And I just think that the travesty of this whole thing is the fact that we all know that. This is all a simple Google search away, yet we all have to sit here and waste millions and millions of taxpayer dollars on this sham I mean, it's it's and even even more so the fact that we have an election in ten minutes. So it's like if you were just going to get rid of them, just get rid of them with one of those horrible people you have running as a Democrat. But they know they're not going to win, so that's why they must do this garbage. It's 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 actually sad to me as an American, to be honest. Uh, perfect segue. So Benji, let's talk uh, twenty twenty and the Democratic field. We've seen it narrow a little bit. Tulsi Gabbard just made some major news yesterday by announcing that she's going to sue. She's suing Hillary Clinton for defamation for saying that she was a Russian asset, which is kind of interesting to see a Democrat suing for that because that means President Trump should sue for that because they've accused him of the same thing. Um, but what do you see in that field? I mean, there's the the internecine warfare between, you got Focahontas. She's finally admitted she's not an Indian. Now she's angry at Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is bewildered. He doesn't understand why all the women on the Democratic side are attacking him. Hillary Clinton has said no one likes him and wants to work with him. What's going on over there? Not much, but I can tell you what is going on. Uh, the fact that my two lifelong Democrat parents have literally just switched to being Republicans like within the past two weeks. So that's what's going on. They're seeing, and they're in the swing state of Virginia. They are seeing, and a swing district, I live in Virginia Beach. They are seeing what the Democrats have to offer, and they're not happy with it. And that's happening all around the country. All around the country that's happening. So that's what I see on Democrat Field. I see people, a lot of black folks leaving. <laughs> that's what I see. Okay, that's delicious. 
That is awesome. So that's what we've been hoping for, because it's not so much that Democrats or that black people can't be Democrats. It's that every black person or over 90 percent of black people shouldn't be Democrats, because we know that there are very many blacks in America who are very conservative, not just socially, but uh, fiscally. You know, they run businesses. They have uh, they're taking part in the American dream. And so the Republican Party would be a natural home for them, um, especially if they want smaller government and less regulation. And sometimes it boils down to one issue. So speaking of the, the 2020 campaign and blacks, they're just like barrel, barreling out of the Democratic Party. What do you think President Trump's primary message should be um, when he's going to, into these rallies and he's speaking to Democrats, Republicans, independents, and a lot of minorities? Well, I think it definitely should be what he's been on, which is jobs, 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 very important. Um, I do think there should be more of a stress on what these trade deals mean for real people. Um, what do they mean for jobs? What do they mean for wages for actual people? I think that's important because the media is only going to say like, oh, Trump and she did this on Twitter or Trump said this or Trump said that. So I feel like there should be much more of a message of trying to break down exactly what President Trump is doing beyond what the media is going to tell you. Because, of course, they're going to tell you what, whatever is going to move their narrative along. But it's much better for us on the Republican side to be able to tell our people and tell the American people what President Trump is actually doing, what the trade deals mean, what things are actually happening and what he's actually doing. So I feel like it should be much more of a financial message, but something that is, you know, kitchen table as well to show how what he's doing right Right now affects the kitchen table. We need much, much, much more of that. So speaking of the kitchen table, um, what do you think the Democrats are going to bring, or, or will it just be a rehashing of last time, or I should say midterms, where it was just Russia, Russia, Russia? Um, they, they seem to have an inability to articulate what they would do for Americans. I, I have seen some talk about taking money from rich people, uh, paying off or canceling everybody's student loans. But on the economy, on trade, on uh, the, the kinds of like the, the actual interactions with Iran that we just had, not only the nuclear deal that is now completely obliterated, but the killing of Soleimani. Th these are things that are um, Americans do care about these things. They're important. And Democrats are not speaking to them. Well, they're going to do what they've always done. They're going to do hate Trump free stuff, hate Trump free stuff, because, I mean, anything else that they do is going to have you look at what are their policies? What have they actually done? And they've done nothing. So there's only but so much they can do outside of hate Trump free stuff, because anything else, we're going to look at their deficiency and see that for the last two years that they've had the majority in the House, they've done nothing with that time. So they're going to do the same thing they've always done. I, I feel like President Trump is almost inevitable. I mean, I never want to be complacent. Obviously, conservatives not be complacent. Winning is inevitable because I feel like they just haven't, they haven't learned the lesson of 2016 as of yet. They still have not learned. They still don't know, many of them, why they lost. There's a few. I think that there, I'll give you Michael Moore a lot of credit. Um, he's one who the Democrats should listen to a lot more. And even Rahm Emanuel, believe it or not, he's another one they should listen to. And they've been warning them about this strategy they're doing, but they're not going to listen. They're going to do it anyway. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, he, she's already done impeachment. You know, AOC plus three won the party. And it is what it is. This is a dumpster fire. I just think that right now, the real story is just trying to keep their people together through what's about to happen, because I feel like they're going to be demolished in this next election. I really honestly feel that way. Okay, now I'm I'm hoping for that. You know me. I I want to see President Trump not just lock down the uh, 
the the electoral college. I want to see him ram through on that that popular vote and end mm-hmm. this discussion, this this idea right. that somehow he's illegitimate because of the popular vote, which we all know illegal aliens voted, but nobody will admit it. So I want to talk a little bit about this one social issue before we end the program today. I I have to get with you on this because this is something that's been impacting young families, older families, families with girls in in college sports. If your child plays sports at all, and it's for the boys as well as the girls, because girls can go on to boys' teams if they identify as another gender, Mm -hmm. and it messes up the locker rooms, and it's just, it's we've seen whole teams walk out and say they won't play because they don't want to be naked in front of a biological male. And so the Daily Signal is reporting on this fresh story out of Idaho State Legislature, It's a plan to introduce a bill that would require biologically male athletes to play and compete on boys' sports teams, regardless of their identification or or their gender identity. Um, And this is something that is overdue. Like, I can't even believe you need a law for this. It's so clear that, like, it's it's irrelevant that I may be taller than you, Benji, or, or that I may weigh more than you. As a woman, I have less muscle mass than you. And so you're going to be stronger than me. Even if I'm really physically fit, you're going to have more muscle mass. That is the biological composition of human being as it stands. So do you see this, first of all, being an issue that um, people are going to consider as they are looking to vote? And do you think this kind of legislation will, after it it hopefully passes here, will kind of sweep across the country? I think it will. And And what's funny about this whole, you know, LGBT thing um, that that's just really crazy is that at first, before the LGBT thing became, you know, the signature thing of the Democrats, you know, it was all about women and women's empowerment. This will be the party of women. And what I don't understand is how you can allow women's sports to, after women have fought so hard to have, you know, parity in sports. A lot of ways, there's still not parity in sports, you know, WNBA versus NBA. So for women to fight so hard to get in the sports that they're in, and yet you have these biological men coming and taking thunder from them. I just don't understand. I mean, it's almost like that movie back in the day, Joanna Man. It's like we're doing Joanna Man now. Like you have all these guys <laughs> who couldn't make it as, you know, as male athletes coming on the female teams and doing better than the women. I mean, there's that, that big case that happened in Connecticut with the two uh, transgender um, women who were um, who were on the running team. They were on the track team, and they were like, you know, 49 and 50 on the guys' team, but then they're like number one and two on the girls' team. And it's like, we can't sit here and deny biological reality. I'm one of those people who says, you know, end of the day, I'm not a hater on those who are transgender or whatever. You want to do that, live your life, whatever. I have no issue with calling you whatever, you know, whatever pronoun you want to be called, it's not going to hurt me to to call you whatever you like to be called. It doesn't take anything from me. However, we cannot dispute the biological reality of things. There are boys, there are girls. Now, whatever you want to you know, identify as once you're an adult and you're out there as an individual in this world, that's fine. But if we're talking about you know, biologically male versus female spaces, locker rooms, bathrooms, things like that, there, you know, there's the wee-wee and the pee-pee. When you're born, we know what you got. You know what I mean? Why are we sitting here acting like, you know, that's you have an issue with. Like, if you want to be what you want to be, if you want to identify as a caterpillar, that's fine. But you cannot deny the fact that people are born with either one or the other, you know, for the most part. I mean, there's a few things, you know, hermaphroditism and things like that. But for the most yeah. part, 
it's one or the other. We just can't deny that. And I think that it's wrong to take that away from women as hard as women have fought to be in sport, to take that away from them. I What I've always said was, why don't they just have, instead of all this other gobbledygook they're doing with laws, just have trans games. I don't know why there aren't trans games for trans people. It'd be a great way to raise a whole bunch of money for LGBT trans causes. Madonna can perform, Taylor Swift can perform, Taylor, per Katy Perry. This would be the biggest thing ever. I don't understand why they seek, and this is why I think a lot of people have issues with the gay community, even my own issue with the gay community, is that why do they seek to tear down things that are already established? Make your own stuff. It even goes back to the black folks with the tear down the old statues ever. If you make up a new statue, why tear down Robert E. Lee when you could put up Beyonce or Jay-Z or whoever it is your father, make a statue for them and lift it up. I don't understand why people need to tear down what belongs to other people. You could do statues of Nipsey Hussle and other people who've come through and have been leaders in communities. I mean, if I think about it, uh, Ice is it Ice T and uh, Ice Cube? Both of them have done huge things in in the communities that they came from. Almost all of the basketball players of you know significance have gone back into their communities and contributed. Oprah Winfrey has done amazing things for right. university right. students, uh, especially the ones the Spellman program that she ran for years. Michael Jordan as well. I, I'm not a statue person per se. I love the way uh, a statue looks when it has the patina on it and it's been there for a hundred years and. I don't necessarily look at the person as being someone that I need to emulate. I look at it as being this person was significant when the statue went up. People thought that he or she was significant then. It's a cultural type of a thing. Right. It doesn't mean I have to go home and start like naming my kids after the guy on the statue or that he wasn't right. a flawed human being like our founders. But you make a really excellent point when it comes to the trans games and the fact that the LGBT movement has consistently... They, they steal and scrape and, and lift all of their, their messaging, their, their ideas came straight out of our civil rights movement as black people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they had no problem stealing from us. And now they want to erase the gains made by women because I know this is unpopular to say, but I feel like some of what we see with the LGBT movement is rooted in hatred for women. Mm -hmm. um, and so oh, it's, absolutely. yeah, so I just, I, I find it disturbing, but I, I'm hoping that it's not just Idaho, right? That it goes across the country that parents have had enough because really parents are the ones in charge. You're the taxpayer who funds the school. Your kids are in the school. The elected officials are, they're voted for by you. If you don't like what they're doing with your daughter and her sports team, elect a new school board, demand that the superintendent be fired, remove your taxpayer dollars by leaving the district. There are things that can be done. And I'm just glad to see somebody at the state level trying to move this thing. Benji, we always have fun when we're together. We just spent like an hour talking in the car like, like a week ago. So it's good to see your face and your yeah. black conservative pet. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, um, she's a Republican. <laughs> let's, let's talk again soon. Maybe I'll let Bentley get on camera. He's beautiful, but he's, he's not well-behaved. He likes to bark and get all out, out of himself when he hears any little noise. If he sees a squirrel while we're talking, he'll be barking like crazy. Ben um, <laughs> Irby, you are the host of Unpopular Opinion here on LiveZet TV and a major yeah. mover and shaker on social media. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we'll talk again soon. We will. <laughs> All right, that's the show for today. I love talking to my friends and media personalities and especially 
especially the new faces like Benji and the old guard, which Curtis is so young, but he's a member of the old guard over at Newsbusters. So it's been a pleasure to be with you today. Stacy on the right. StacyOnTheRight.com is our website. Also, check us out at LifeZet.com. We'll be with you again shortly.